Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Ike Feldman from the Iktagon. As always, we're pumping out interviews, written content, NBC Sports, local stuff for the Long Island Fighters. But, you know, we like to spread our wings. And if you guys did not know, Feldman is a Jewish heritage name. And I go by Ike, the armbar mitzvah Feldman, uh, which is also a Jewish heritage. So what better way to bring everything together than have the first Israeli UFC fighter? Pray to God that everything goes well. Uh, I believe November 20th is his uh, official, official UFC debut in the Apex. But Natan Levy, Natan, thank you for the time. And uh, what's up, man? Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'm I'm thanking you, man. This is this is huge. You are the first I've interviewed hundreds of uh, UFC fighters with CBS, but this is the first uh, UFC fighter with NBC. So you are the first, not Ally Kinta or Al Jermaine Sterling, who you know very well, who is a local to where I am. But uh, you are the first man. So I, I just want to say I'm thankful to you. I'm sure you've uh, you, you felt the love from the Israeli and Jewish community. Uh, can you speak on that? Since your win, uh, I believe it was about a year ago since you pulled off an amazing uh, arm triangle to get the win and get the contract from Dana White. Uh, how's life been? Life's been uh, really good. Uh, you know, yeah, I got a massive amount of support from uh, my people around the world in our country in Israel, and um, it feels great. The only bad part about it is that I wasn't active this year, and unfortunately, when I was supposed to fight in April, I got hurt and uh, had to postpone my fight, so it's going to be a full year without uh, fighting. However, I did train a lot and got a lot better than the last time uh, People seeing me on screen, so I think it's gonna be a a big uh, homecoming. Uh, what would you say you got better at? Uh, you're you're obviously you're striking. I, I don't know how many degree black belt you are in uh, Kyokushin uh, karate, but uh, what would you say you improved the most? Maybe your Muay Thai, maybe dirty boxing, clinch work, jujitsu, wrestling. Where would you say you you grew the most in the last year? Um. Of course, everywhere I train everything, but I think a big part of it is I used to fight at 45. Now I'm a 55er. At first, it was just a, a matter of not cutting as much weight. But now after this full year of training, training, I feel like I've gained a lot of strength. Um, I'm not going to kill myself, you know, cutting weight. So I think I'm going to be a lot stronger, a lot more durable, uh, way better conditioning. Other than that, I feel like my hands have improved a lot uh, boxing-wise mixing the kicks and the punches uh, with the takedowns, with the jujitsu. Um, I think it's going to be, a, I think I'm going to show a lot of new things. Excellent. And uh, my father, who's going to be the first person to watch, I think this is going to be the first interview he's watched. I I've talked to champions, challengers, a, a lot of people uh, broke news in, in multiple websites. This will be the first uh, interview he watches. He is from uh, Ashkelon in Israel. Obviously, it's a beautiful city right by the water. Uh, I have family there. I visited there on a birthright. It was fantastic. A, a lot of fun, a lot of drinking, but it was an excellent time. Uh, can you explain to my father why the 
the weight cut, you said a featherweight, which is 145. And then now you're lightweight, which is 155. What did you walk around at to get to 45? And what are you walking around at now? So I was walking around um, 178. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I would cut to make uh, 45. Um, and now I still do walk around at 178, but with a different body composition. I have uh, more muscle in between fights because when you lose a lot of muscle to make weight, right, you lose a lot of fat, but you got to lose some muscle as well. And then you regain the weight pretty fast because that's your natural body weight. That's what your body want to go to. But you gain a lot of fat. You can't gain that muscle that fast. But when you maintain that muscle for a year and, you know, build strength on it and build the conditioning to it. Uh, so right now I'm close to that weight. I'm leaner because I'm getting closer to my fight. But even when I rock around that weight, I have a different body composition. I will wear more muscular. Um, and I can make weight way more easily. Now, I feel like, again, we're being joined by Natan Levy on Instagram at N-A-T-A-N underscore Levy. Um, he has over 100,000 followers. I, I believe uh, 100,000 of them are Israel. Uh, he, he's holding it down. He, he's representing. He's doing an excellent job. Again, November 20th is his, uh, his big show, the big time ESPN plus. Don't want to miss that. Um, now, I feel in the past, maybe a lot more fighters were kind of like Anthony Rumble Johnson's. Maybe they would gain 40 to 50 pounds in between fights and then just kill themselves to make 170, 185 or 205, whatever he's fighting at now. Are you more like the GSP style? Because even Khabib early on, Khabib was having trouble uh, with some of his weight cuts. And then later on, he started to do the martial arts lifestyle and don't fluctuate get out of shape too much uh do you train uh maybe 45 weeks a year are you eating well every year like uh do you have any do you drink anything do you eat pizza like do you take time off can you explain your lifestyle um i train every week every year um i train six days a week at least oh wow sometimes i could be training seven but that would be more like an active recovery on the seven day. Um, I'm always in shape. I'm always ready to go. Um, yeah, I'm a lifelong martial artist and I always want to learn more. So for me, it's crazy if somebody wins a fight and then he doesn't train for a couple months because he doesn't have a fight. First of all, I don't think that's a champion's mentality. I think that's more of like somebody who fights and at some point, you know, never accomplishes anything. Um, or somebody who's maybe incredibly gifted, but that's not a, an athlete lifestyle, like not training for two or three months. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, I think, uh, there's like a big wave right now of people cutting less, less weight and getting better results, <clears throat> whether it be, uh, Robert Whitaker wasn't a champion at 170, went up, became world champion. Uh, Dan Hooker was at 45. Now he's the top contender at 55. Charles Oliveira was at 45. Now a champion at 55. So, of course, there's more advantages when I cut to 45 and I'm uh, maybe a little bit taller for the weight division. But on the other hand, I think that cut, uh, it takes away from some of my attributes, which is 
uh, strength, you know, even for a 55 or sometimes I can, I, I'm strong, but when I cut to 45, I'm not a very strong 45er. So I think cutting all that weight, which means cutting all that muscle hurts me more than just fighting one uh, division up. Excellent, man. And the results are there. You're undefeated. You got a big fight coming up again, November 20th. Uh, what really spurred you into mixed martial arts MMA? Because uh, interview I was watching following the Dana White Contender Series, uh, you wanted to maybe stay in your lifestyle as an instructor, as a, a stand-up a karate practitioner. What really spurred it? Was it Conor McGregor holding two belts in 2016? Like when he was on the right path? Was it a fighter? Was it somebody that just said, hey, why not? what really pushed you into mixed martial arts? Um, you know, when I started watching mixed martial arts, there was no Conor McGregor or Habib. Uh, I was watching Krokop versus Fedor. Oh, and Pride. my man, my man. Yeah, I was watching uh, Chuck versus Tito. But um, at some point with the karate training, I started believing that... Uh, you know, what I do is the best and this and that and just fill off. It wasn't very available to watch fights anyway. It was something you would download fights after the fact. And sometimes it would be the fight. Sometimes it would be something way dirtier. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so it wasn't very available. So it kind of fell off the watching the fights. And uh, after I came back from Okinawa and I got my black belt in uh, karate, uh it was ufc yeah. 100 can, can i stop you there i heard that in the same interview yeah. you went to japan that's pretty amazing yeah. man something like a dream of mine is to go like see the monks or like hang out with the monks or something like how is that experience sorry to cut you off but how is that you were in japan no. training karate yeah it was cool it was badass you know it was uh, maybe the hardest time of my life but also what made oh, wow. me mature the most and uh you know, grow up, get better, uh, understand what's hardship. You know, I, I didn't have uh, money there. I, I was a kid. I ran out of money pretty fast. And then I had to survive and train three, four, five times a day. Wow. Um, eating, you know, a bowl of rice, a couple bowls of rice every day. Uh, so that's when I learned, like, what's hunger, you know, and what's, uh, wow. what's hardship. Wow. So you went to Japan, one of the hardest times of your life. Uh, you were raised in Israel. Uh, did you serve in the army? No. Oh, oh man. My yeah, I went to Japan first time when I was 16. And then second time when I was uh, 18. When I had like my 18th birthday there. My father's going to be disappointed, Natan. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he's, he's really proud of you, man. And the point I was going to say, it's like my father, uh, I live in Long Island, New York. Again, we're Aljo uh, grew up. Uh, it's yeah. We think we're tough. Yeah. We talk a lot like ally and whatnot, but it's like the Israeli mentality, the people, you guys are just uh, mentally bulletproof and uh, you guys are so strong mentally. Do you believe that gives you an edge over your opponents and, uh, have you been also a light for future or younger Israeli uh, kids who maybe want to join fighting? Um, I think that, um, of course, something is different. Like for me growing up and having like uh, 
missiles sometimes, you know, go over our home and stuff. It kind of becomes normal. Like it doesn't happen every day, but you don't know a different lifestyle. So when, when I came to the, you know, when I was in Japan and the teacher was like, we told him, oh, would you come to Israel one day and do a seminar? And he was like, oh, no, it's very dangerous. <laughs> oh we're like, God. what's dangerous? War. And we're like, they're like, oh, sayonara, sayonara. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, here I am. So uh, you can you can live it, through it. And uh, some people, of course, unfortunately, don't. Uh, but, you know, for us, it's normal. Now, it's, um, I saw you, you were born in Paris? Yeah. Um, my... My cousin married uh, in uh, a, a French uh, Israeli woman as well, and it's kind of funny because Israelis are so strong. Uh, the first time I met my cousin, she goes, "Why do you look fat?" She goes, "Why are you fat?" I go, "I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry." She goes, "Lose weight." I go, "Okay." And then I actually a year later I started doing jujitsu. So thank you to Israel. But French people, yeah. they kind of have like an elegance like a, a beauty to everything of food of art and it's it's amazing the the opposites that you got to see both sides of france and israel and after you get that fight the win in vegas november 20th again we're being joined by natan levy after you get that win and after you will fight in israel would france be the third option like the third favorite place for you to fight um Sure, but uh, also I'd love to fight in Asia. I'd love to go back to a card in Japan and do that. That would be a big like uh, circle for me, you know. Did you grow up on Pride? I mean, obviously with the Crow Cop and everything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be great to see, uh, man. I, again, I, I appreciate your time. You are a uh, a beacon for the Jewish community and for the Israeli community. Um, uh, did you get to did you get to see your family when uh since the Dana White contender series? Yeah, I saw them uh, Thank God. in May after 2 years that I haven't seen them. Uh it was uh, short, it was uh, 2 weeks, but uh, sweet and I enjoyed it and I look forward to the next time. Excellent. And uh let me leave you with this. My father has a uh a message for you. I hope he doesn't uh make fun of me or say something in Hebrew that I don't understand, but here you go. This is Manachem Feldman. Hey, Natan. Mashlucha. Ani Moni in New York. Ani mi'od mi'od rutsel l'rozotcha b'krav ha'magaz b'november b'MMAA v'ani yudea sh'ata me'atseg otanu, ta Yisraelim v'ta ame Yisraeli v'ani mi'od mi'od m'kaveh שתוכיח לכולם ואני מאוד מאוד רוצה לראות אותך בגאווה של עם ישראל okay? להתראות בהצלחה Can you translate? Um, yes, you know, he said uh, uh, good luck and to make the nation proud which I hope to do Jeez, that, um, do you feel like there's a lot of pressure with uh, the representing Israel? Yeah, there's a ton of pressure, but I uh, thrive under pressure. 
my man, my man. Can't wait for your fight, November 20th. I really appreciate the time. You're busy kicking Aljo's ass, man. Everybody at Syndicate, I'm just kidding. I'm very cool with Aljo. But, dude, you look great. You 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 live in the martial arts lifestyle. You're going to be a video game character in Street Fighter or something, man. You're ripped. You're lean. You got the look. Hopefully a UFC champion. Can't wait to uh, see your fight. And congratulations. And, uh, man, good luck. I really appreciate the time. Thank you very much, brother. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.